Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Hello and welcome to Health Rants. This is Dr. Bobby Braille again, and I first of all want to start off by apologizing for having taken a break here for a number of weeks in our Health Rants podcast. We are back, and today what I wanted to do was to speak to something a little bit related to why we haven't been here, but somewhat related overall on healthcare. And that is um, healthcare echo chambers. Now, now, what I mean by that is this. If you've been following U.S. politics lately, you will have noticed a, a huge division in, I'll call it thought process, in belief systems. And now we have books and everything that are coming out and experts that are talking about being stuck in echo chambers. And what I mean by that is if you are a member of one political thought process or group, you tend to watch one channel or a set of news entities. And if you're a member of another group or have another belief system, you listen to an entirely different set of news and information. And what it does is because all it does is give you things that uh, satisfy your belief system, it further polarizes uh, the people in our nation. In other words, when I grew up, there were three major news sources uh, other than a local system. There was ABC, NBC, and CBS. That was it. And, and everybody knew who the broadcasters were. And, you know, they would present news followed by a commentary or some kind of a debate uh, afterwards. But those are the three main systems of news. Now, better or worse, now we have plenty of them, not just the TV ones, but all of ones online and the various uh, print ones, which were there before, but they weren't online, so you could only read the local paper, which mainly was concerned with your local news, except for some of the bigs, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, etc. But now we've gotten into a thing where you could basically completely ignore one type of news and only get another type of news. And in so doing, you wind up with uh, just getting reinforcements. Now, the reason I bring that up, and that's not to get into a, a huge political discussion, depending upon where you are and what you pick up, which I always advise to, uh, you know, be as diverse as you can. But in healthcare, the same thing exists. And, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. In my profession, I see it because, I mean, chiropractors, especially in the group that I'm usually associating with and usually with, tend to only read and tend to only be informed by information that encourages their belief system. Now, you know, I understand that. In other words, if you believe something in healthcare, if you believe a certain way or have a certain philosophy about healthcare and the body's ability to heal and whether it be natural or medications or surgical or whatever it is you're following, you have a tendency to then seek out more information in that direction. Now, whether it be, not be conspiratorial, but, but just by the fact of how search groups and search engines are set up, the logarithms that they use, 
When you look for something, you tend to find more of what you're looking for every time you're online. And to give you a typical example, just uh, the other day I was looking for a mattress, and you've all run into this. I, I was looking for a mattress for a bed that we're putting into one of our spare bedrooms that my grandchildren will come over and sleep on. And I looked at a couple of different websites for mattresses and like the big box stores and some local ones and um, said, I'll look at it later. Well, needless to say, as I'm scouring through news later on, what I find are dozens of advertisements for mattresses in the size I was looking at. Well, that's not by accident. That, that happens as part of searching online, as the logarithm, as the information they gather on you. Well, the same thing is true in healthcare. Uh, if you have a certain healthcare belief system, if you have a certain healthcare understanding, if you follow a certain healthcare direction, you will tend to get more information on that. And it's not like somebody is sitting there and doing it on purpose. It's all math. It's a, it's a logarithm written to do that. Now, for better or worse, it's just there. You look for a mattress, you wind up with more mattress advertised. We look for certain things in healthcare, you find more about that. And that tends to lead to the concept of normalization of certain healthcare things. Now, what I mean by that is this. If you believe that there's a certain prevalence of a certain type of illness or sickness, and I'm not speaking about COVID, let's stay away from that for a moment. But if you believe there's a certain type of prevalence or illness or, or that's common, you will tend to see more information on that. And because of doing that, you will tend to believe that it's more likely that you're going to have it or that it's there or that it's bad or, or something like that. And let me give you, and part of that is the logarithm, part of that is also us. And, and let me give you a typical example. As a child, most of us have done this at one point or another. You're driving along, uh, your family may be in a family car, and a game you used to play, especially if you lived somewhere in the middle of a state, was out-of-state license plates meaning you're driving along and you see a license plate from another state. Now, in certain areas, that's common because you're on the border, but in certain places, or if you live near Orlando, Florida, or something like that, you're going to have a lot of out-of-state license plates. But in certain places, out-of-state license plates were not the norm. So you would play a game of seeing out-of-state license plates. And if you played it, you would see more because you're looking for it. Um... Another example would be if you start to think about buying a certain car or you're interested or maybe you just purchased a car, you tend to see a lot more of those cars on the road than you thought you were going to. It's like, wow, I don't remember seeing all these. Everybody bought the car like me. Well, yeah, you just weren't looking for it. Now you notice it. Well, the same concept on an individual basis is true about healthcare. If you're concerned about blood pressure or something, you're going to see a whole lot more information on that and not as much as far as other avenues to deal with that. What you're going to see is more advertisements on drugs for blood pressure, more advertisements in, the, in your printed media on things for blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. What it's not going to do is steer you outside of your echo chamber, the things that you're used to hearing. And in healthcare, that can be a fairly detrimental uh, approach because you're not exposed to things that might not be as common or might be more effective, but you just haven't been exposed to them. Now, as a chiropractor, I see this a lot because I tell you, I have patients who come in on a regular basis and they have a health issue. And it's something that, you know, as a chiropractor, I probably have seen 
hundreds of times, yet to them it was like, I didn't know you guys even have patients that have this, you know, or that problem. And you know, to, to be a little bit clear here, it's not like I'm saying I treat those particular issues because that's not how chiropractic works. It works by allowing the body's nerve system to work better and therefore the body can take care of certain issues. But people aren't aware that their body can take care of certain issues under the right circumstances like the removal of nerve interference, a change in diet, et cetera, et cetera. So they come into me and they're surprised that, wow, you guys, you guys deal with people who have this, or you guys take care of patients who've done that, or et cetera. And yeah, because they were in an echo chamber that didn't expose them to that. You know, they lived in a world where, you know, they only heard certain things about, you know, healthcare relative to medical or relative to pharmaceuticals. You know, if you look in our nation compared to other nations around the world, our, you know, there's no secret here that Americans take many, many, many times more drugs than everywhere else. We represent less than 5% of the world's population. And the figures I saw are that we are taking about, what, 50% of the world's medications. Uh, it sounds astounding, but I, I believe that's an accurate figure. Somebody can fact check that. But no matter what number you come up with, it's going to be a whole lot more than the rest of the world. We take more medications in this country than in the rest of the world. Now, some of that is due to the fact that there's only several nations where drug advertisements are allowed. Uh, uh, prescription drug advertisements. New, uh, United States, of course, and New Zealand, I believe, is the other one. I'm not sure if any have changed in the last few years where there are more allowing it, but still, we as a nation are much more drugged than anywhere else in the world for our population. And by any health measure, we are pretty far down the list as far as healthy people goes. Well, we are constantly getting information that reinforces that. We're in an echo chamber that constantly said that. If you look at the any drug commercials that are on TV, they show wonderful people there who are doing having a great life, and be, obviously because they're on this drug, according to the commercial. Uh, then they're reading through all these symptoms and, and side effects that can kill you and do horrible things to you, but the people are smiling and dancing on the screen, so you're really not hearing that noise. And then, of course, somewhere or several times during the commercials, ask your doctor. So it's the same echo chamber, in other words, speaking to a medical doctor, not seeking information in other areas. Now, there are those who totally disregard that and go the other realm and say, I don't ever do that. And I only go with what is, uh, you know, a natural approach. And great, that's the, same, that's the same reverse echo chamber. Now, unless you are willing to look at both sides, read information on both sides, you're going to have difficulty getting out of that particular echo chamber. One of the things that I run into a lot and I have over the years is I'm in a situation where I'm either debating or confronting or dealing with someone in the medical health profession. Um, I will hear a comment made, and I've heard this even by lay people who are close to the medical profession or involved in it. And they'll say, something, yeah, but there's no scientific evidence on chiropractic. You know, there's no science behind that. And the reality of it is that is so far from the truth, it's absurd. There's a ton of scientific evidence on chiropractic. You know, I mean, there is more chiropractic, there's more evidence, scientific evidence on chiropractic than on any surgical procedure you could possibly think of. You know, it's different than the drugs because drugs are done differently. 
but it's certainly more than any physical or surgical procedure you can come up with in medicine. Now, now here's the thing. When they say there's no research, just because they're in the echo chamber of only reading certain medical uh, uh, journals. If all you read is the New England Journal of Medicine or uh, uh, JAMA, or if you read um, the one out of England, I think, uh, the, 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 well, okay, the name escapes me, but I'll come up in a minute. If you read only those couple of journals and only the medical ones, you're not going to see any information on chiropractic because it's not in there. Why would they put that in there? It's not a medical, it's a medical journal. Why would they put information on any other healthcare profession in there? Now, on the other hand, not only do I look at those and I have I scan them on a regular basis, but also I read the chiropractic, the scientific chiropractic journals, the ones that talk about vertebral subluxation, the ones that go through the research. And so I get to see information that, you know, a typical person, a professional in the medical profession is never going to be exposed to. So they're in the echo chamber. So then when they're making a recommendation to someone about chiropractic care, they have basically no information to give it on except anecdotal because a patient told them this or someone saw that or maybe they have a personal experience, but that's a little more rare. And they're stuck in the same echo chamber now repeating it to their patients. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know, they're not bad people for doing this. It's just where they were brought up. They went to medical school. They only got the medical opinion. You know, in, in chiropractic, being that we are a, a health minority, a minority in thought and philosophy on healthcare. Uh, we did learn other things. I mean, my basic science education was barely similar to medicines. I mean, physiology is physiology. It's the same. The difference is, and then how you deal with aberrant physiology, which they use medications and surgeries, and how we deal with it is by correcting nerve interference. So our echo chamber is going to be different than theirs. However, most everyone in chiropractic, unless they're a second or third generation chiropractor, and I was not, uh, were never, you know, we're, we're exposed to the medical side of the echo chamber. I mean, I didn't come from a chiropractic background. There was, you know, none of my blood relatives were chiropractors. We had a, a kind of uncle who was one, but I really didn't know anything about it. Never been under chiropractic care prior to actually going to chiropractic school many decades ago. <laughs> and so I wasn't caught up in any kind of an echo chamber. Today, a lot of students, uh, even though they've had chiropractic experience, almost all of them, with the exception of a few who might be second or third generation chiropractors, their parents and their grandparents, et cetera, but most other ones were also in a medical echo chamber. Now, maybe they had some experience relative to they got into chiropractic care and something happened to them that couldn't be helped medically, so they were, wow, this is different. And they then investigated it, found a wealth of information out there and decided to become chiropractors. That, that is not uncommon in a chiropractic institution that you'll find students who have had that situation. I, I have interns in my clinic on a regular basis, and I, a lot of them have that scenario. What made you decide to become, I ask a common question, what made you de decide to go into chiropractic? And a common answer that I get from them is, well, I had this happen to me and I was sick or I was having migraines every day or I had this problem and I was never able to be helped. Then I went to a chiropractor and my life was changed. I said, this has got to be a great thing. Now, keep in mind that chiropractic was around for their entire life, especially those who had problems your entire life and then somehow got brought to a chiropractor later. Well, 
it wasn't like chiropractic wasn't there for them early on in their condition or problem or earlier in their life when they were suffering. Is that the echo chamber that they were involved in didn't introduce them to chiropractic or their parents if they were children to chiropractic. So they never had the possibility of finding out about it. And that's problematic because at this particular point, and one of the things I, I get concerned about is interference with that free flow of inf information on this level, on a healthcare level especially, is that, you know, we as a group of individuals, uh, healthcare consumers, many times are stuck in a particular echo chamber where all we're hearing is the same message repeating, which reinforces what we believed in the first place never introducing us to something that maybe will be hugely beneficial to us, but it's outside what of our norm is. Now, there are those individuals who always search outside. They look for every variable, and that's great, but that's a very small percentage of the population. Most just go along and never check the opposite side or look for other alternatives. And sometimes even the word alternative turns people off to looking towards other avenues of getting help in healthcare. And it becomes an issue because they maybe have heard some of the misinformation about, well, something is unscientific, it's unproven, even though it's not. Or, you know, I don't want to do that because I've heard this, that. Well, look, there's this information on almost every type of healthcare out of there if you know what to look for. The problem is the reinforcement. Now, there is some help with reinforcement on the standard medical one because basically what takes place is drug commercials pay a ton of money okay, to have their stuff placed in the news uh, cycles. And what I mean by that is, is simply this. If you go on TV, you'll see an awful lot of news where they talk about a preliminary study on this medication or that or the promising early stuff. Well, from a scientific standpoint, you never report preliminary results. That's just, that's just not good science. So the idea that that's happening means it was a planted story, not something that should have been done. And that happens a lot, you know, where uh, if you look at some of the medical correspondents who are, are working in networks and things, they're actually paid by, I mean, they have jobs, and it's not like there's a conspiracy going on. They have jobs, and they're being paid by the pharmaceutical industry as a consultant or as someone who's a, a PR person to put out information. And I understand that this is not a conspiracy. This is just people doing what they believe in. They believe in what they're selling. They believe in what they're pushing. It's not like some they don't believe it and they're pushing it to you. You know, people who are on television who, who have a medical background and are pushing certain things, they believe that. That's, that's not, you know, I don't have a big problem. It's not a conspiracy for me. It's just that's their belief system. Mine's a little bit different. The problem that I have is that you don't get exposure to both of them. You only get exposure to the one. And some of that comes because their belief system is so strong, it's so embedded in them, they don't believe you should hear what we have to say on the other side. Because if you hear it, it might sway you away. And their belief system is so strong in what they're doing that the idea of hearing another one they believe is detrimental to your health, which is not. Okay, and i give you a typical example. Uh, years ago, I had a, a, a woman come in for care and she brought her two children in. Her two children were wearing very thick glasses because they had an eye issue where both of them, they were twins, their eyes were crossing. And, you know, I educated her about correcting subluxations in the nerve system, and I started to adjust her, and she brought the kids in for care. And sure enough, the kids' eyes 
straightened out. Not, not like I was treating them to try to get their eyes to straighten. They just did because the body started to function better and it fixed its own problem. Wow, great. Her husband, okay, who was not under care, never came in, never learned about chiropractic, took the two children to an ophthalmologist who evidently maybe had given them the glasses, who said, this is totally impossible. Make those kids wear the glasses. So even though the children themselves reported they didn't need the glasses to see the blackboard, they were forced to start wearing them because the father got with the ophthalmologist who said chiropractic couldn't have possibly have had any effect or possibly help them, that this is bad for them. And sure enough, the kids were forced to wear the glasses and the eyes adapted by recrossing to go back to what they were doing to, so the kids could see through the glasses. So you had a situation where it was happening. They were getting better. And the echo chamber on the other side was so strong that these poor little kids were forced to wear glasses. And unfortunately, probably still today. It was many years ago, so I, I never got to follow up with them years later. Unfortunate scenario. It happens in a number of cases. I've had people come in where, you know, someone else outside of the realm of that I'm aware of, uh, they would come in, start care, and then a visit or two later, the person is doing better. They're, they're feeling better. They're functioning better. And then somebody else has gotten into their head and says, but this could happen, that could happen, a bad thing could take place, or this can't be helping you. And even though they're experiencing huge changes, and I'm not talking stuff that could just be subconscious or just be positive thinking. No, I'm talking a major physiological change in the way they can function and how they feel. They get talked out of continuing care because someone outside who was in a different echo chamber who didn't look into what we were doing in chiropractic decided that this is better for them. And, you know, we operate on belief systems, whether we think so or not. And certainly if you look at today's uh, political divisions, you can see people are operating on belief systems almost entirely. But in healthcare, even more so. Uh, in healthcare, it's, it's to the point of uh, life <laughs> as far as a, a belief system goes. And I'll tell a personal story here. Many years ago, um, I had an uncle who was... Uh, uh, critically ill. He was in the hospital. Uh, my aunt was in there, uh, you know, seeing him every day, spending the whole days in the hospital. And it was getting to the point where we knew he wasn't going to survive. And at one point, the doctor came out and told my aunt and us that it's in God's hands. And, you know, my first reaction was, when wasn't it? But I realized he had never looked at any alternative to help him. They believed they're doing all they can. The doctors believed it. My uncle certainly believed it. My aunt believed it. To the point where we're doing all that we can and he died. And my feeling was everything wasn't tried. There were other natural things that could be tried. There were, nerve interference was never corrected. There were other things that were never done to attempt to see if it could help him. You know, I've had patients come in who were told they had a certain amount of time to live, and they didn't come in for that issue. They came in for some other subsequent issue, like something was hurting, um, and they didn't want to have the time left on this earth in that kind of pain. So regardless of what they came in for, we did what we do, and that's check for nerve interference and make adjustments of subluxations to correct that. And in one instance I can think of, the, the man started to feel better 
and actually started to get better from the problem he wasn't supposed to survive. And he, he was given like six months to live. And fast forward six years later, they can't find any evidence of the disease that he supposedly had and said, well, it's impossible for it to heal. We must have misdiagnosed you all along, even though for years they were treating him and retesting him and he was always positive and then supposedly went into remission, which didn't, was, was not supposed to occur and et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, and he, he didn't know about the echo chamber and he didn't know that, you know, the belief system about affecting that problem. He didn't think it had anything to do with it at first until he realized he was getting better. You know, he came in for a back pain. That's why he came to me as a chiropractor. He had a back pain. He didn't think it was going to affect his other issues, his significant health, life-ending health issues, but it did. His body was able to heal from what we were doing by removing nerve interference. Now, that was something he was never going to be exposed to. And actually, if it wasn't for the fact that he had a back problem, he probably would have passed, you know, within the six-month time frame they gave him. The back problem allowed his body to experience something it wasn't getting before, and then his body healed itself. Now, you know, there are probably those who might be listening to this saying, well, that's not possible. You see, you're, you're stuck in an echo chamber that says that's not possible. The fact is, I saw it happen, so it obviously is possible. It worked that way. And I've seen it on a lot of occasions where people got better from things they didn't think they were supposed to, that... People will say, well, chiropractic doesn't treat that. First of all, we don't treat that. We don't treat back pain. We work with clearing the nerve system. That's a common misconception that people have is to think we're treating the end results. We treat the reason the body's not healing itself. We correct nerve interference. And in so doing, you know, people get stuck in a chamber. And in healthcare, it's a very dangerous situation because you could actually be stuck in something that only gives you one view, only one appearance, and you wind up going down that and it costs you your health and or your life. So what I want to be, uh, you know, my admonition to, in this health rants today is to at least be open to look and to listen. Yes, the problem with it, especially with today's internet and all the various things out there in social media, is that you're going to come up with some crackpot stuff. You're going to come up with someone who says, well, my aunt did this crazy thing and it cured her, whatever. I have an issue with those because, first of all, there isn't science behind a lot of that. All righty. There has to be science. Now, it may not be science in the bubble to which certain people like the, you know, certain professionals say, well, there's no science on this. Or there's no science on that. And yes, there is, but it's not where they're looking. So there is science if you have to know you have to know where to look for it. You have to look into that particular area and see what science is there. And that doesn't mean one study. I'm talking multiples and journals that speak to certain issues. Now, long before there were journals, things were still working. So let's not totally throw them all out. But obviously, you know, from my standpoint, it's 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 very simply this. If people say that something is treating them, this is kind of how I filter it out. If people say that they can treat something with something and it sounds a little off the wall, I am concerned because treating something with something to me is an unusual thought process. It's, it, it's got to have a lot of science behind it. But if somebody tells you that they can set up a scenario whereby your body can function better and it has a better avenue of treating to me, that's more viable, and the reason is, is that the human body is made to be able to treat everything. Is it successful in every case? No. 
but it can treat and does try to treat. There is no disease your body doesn't try to treat. And in fact, there is no disease known that someone hasn't healed from. You know, whether it be called spontaneous remission or amazing cure or miracle, whatever, there is every disease you can think of, the body is in some person healed. The circumstances just had to be right. So my question, my admonition is find out what those circumstances were. Were they unique to just that person? Or is it available to recreate those circumstances so that what happened in them when they healed themselves can happen in somebody else? There is almost no problem where the body can't try, it always tries, where it can't succeed to come back under the right circumstances. The problem is if we're stuck in an echo chamber where all we hear is certain types of things and we're told that it can't be helped, we tend to believe it. You know, one of the things, and this is going to be a, a what I will call somewhat less than scientific rant here. One of the things my personal belief system says relative to healthcare is that we have increased, you know, for years, we've always heard the idea of treating cancer and, you know, uh, medical treating cancer and, and curing cancer. We heard that since I was a little kid, and yet cancer was never cured. We hear the survival rate is better that more people are living and surviving cancer. Now, to me, part of that is, first of all, the body does attempt to treat cancer. It's not like it's, a, it's something your body doesn't try to do. It tries to. And I'm sure the medical approaches to it have improved over time. But I'm curious how much of that is that people now don't think that the word cancer is a death sentence immediately. That when somebody hears they have cancer, they think they have a good chance of surviving. And since it is your body that's doing the bulk of healing, how much of a chance do you have that's better? Does it improve? Now, I don't have a lot of evidence on that other than the body's ability to heal itself. So, you know, and I'm not saying that obviously you want to change whatever strategy you're in with whatever disease you happen to have. But I'm thinking if you somehow believe that you have a better chance of fighting something off, you have a better chance of fighting something off because it is your body assisting you in fighting that off. I mean, I've met people who were defeated from the get-go and they were told something was terribly wrong and they just gave up and it got worse and it took their life as opposed to those who say, I'm going to beat this and they have a higher percentage of beating it. That, that's, not a, that's not an unusual scenario. So basically, in a, out, step outside the chamber you are in and look in other directions when it comes to your health. Don't just take for granted that this is this is one, two, three, and that's it on healthcare. That's all you can do. This is all the steps you can take. It's what they told me on television, what my doctor says. Step outside of that and look for other avenues. Look for other alternatives. Look for other things that might benefit you. And yes, take some time to do the research. Don't depend on social media for that one only. But look around, see what else is out there, see whether the journals are out there, see whether the information, see what are the testimonials and more than just one. Once you step outside that echo chamber, you will have expanded your ability to find healthcare solutions and healthcare things far beyond what you thought were available. You know, it's much broad, health is a much broader scenario. And if you talk to people who are outside this country, a lot of times they have other things that you didn't even know were available, and it's doing well for them. You see, a lot of our echo chamber is stuck within the United States, as probably is echo chambers in Asia and echo chambers elsewhere. But 
I'm saying we have the availability to step outside of that, to look outside of that and expand our viewpoint on health. We do that. I think it has a positive effect. And that goes for consumers of health. It goes for providers of health like myself. So if I can end with anything, it's whether you're a consumer, whether you're a provider, whether you're involved in healthcare in any way, keep an open mind. It's going to be healthy for you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Health Rants. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Braille, and I've been your host. Subscribe to this podcast and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic.com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rants.